Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy and Ben Slowey. Today on the show, uh, I'm fortunate to have him here. Um, he uh, he works with uh, the app um, Book Live, uh, which is actually an app that's uh, intended to uh, book live musicians. Um, he also works with uh, the collective Dream City Music. Um, does a lot of great work here uh, in the music scene. Us, so we've got Jared Judge in the house today. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ben. It's good to be here. Yeah, of course. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. I've never done a video before, so we'll see how it goes, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a walk in the park. I mean, it's just like we're talking and hanging out. There just happens to be a camera in our face with an imposing looking microphone attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen you in, in some time. Uh, what's, you know, you, you doing well? I'm doing good. good. I'm happy. I actually just got married a month and a half ago. Congratulations. Thank very you. exciting. How was the wedding? It was great. Uh, where Lots. was it? It was in the Third Ward. There's this venue called the Black Swan. My wife is a musician too. Nice. So we played a wedding there like two years ago. And at that point we'd already like had a little bit of marriage talk. Mm -hmm. So we looked at each other while we were playing this other person's wedding. Is this the one? Yeah. <laughs> and nice. Turns out it was. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, well, that's really exciting. It sounds very beautiful. Um, well, yeah, good for you, man. So thank you. Yeah. Well, well what we talk about a Mister Nice Guy, we talk uh, love and fear. We talk passion. We talk creativity. You know everything that goes into what you do. So, uh, so it's my understanding you um, you're, you play violin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm a violinist. I also dabble in some other instruments. Play piano, got my undergrad as a percussionist. Mm -hmm. So drums, nice. the classical stuff too, like marimba, snare drum. Cool. Where? Penn State University. Oh wow, okay. Are you uh, originally from here? No, I'm from the East Coast. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um, which, uh, what, what part? It's like New Jersey. Sure, but sure. Pe people always ask me, do you have the accent? I don't hear you saying Joyzy. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that's the people down south right. or up in Long Island. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, um, I'm from Chicago myself, um, so we're both strangers to the city, but we both uh, are fortunate enough to be a part of this scene, yeah. um, which I think is really great. Uh, I think there's a real creative renaissance going on here. Uh, great startup uh, scene that's happening here. Um, I know that, so Book Live, uh, that's uh, out of the uh, um, same building that No Studios is in, right? Yep. That's very, yeah. That's a really cool uh, up and coming part of the city. Yeah, so No Studios is this beautiful arts co-working space that um, was an original Pabst uh, brewery building. Mm -hmm. And then they just celebrated their one year anniversary uh, as No Studios. Mm -hmm. So John Ridley, the filmmaker, he won an Oscar for screenplay writing for 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. He's the guy who had the idea for No Studios. He said, I want there to be a space in Milwaukee where all the creatives can come and work together, make new connections, mm -hmm. and socialize with purpose. Yeah, yeah. So he bought, along with like Chris Abley and a couple other people, this old Pabst Brewery building, completely transformed it. Mm -hmm. Added two bars because yeah. that's what creatives need. Yes, yes. <laughs> creative fuel. Quite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, now it's like 
just celebrated its one year anniversary. It's my home, mm-hmm. so I, I love it. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a real, real beautiful, trendy, and uh, eclectic space. Like, there's something there for everybody. Um, like in the no studios uh, area. Like, I've I've been there a handful of times, um, and like, it's great for live music, but it's also great for presentations. It's great for you know, networking parties, it's great for, mm-hmm. you know, exhibitions of all kinds. There's a big, beautiful theater. Uh, I went to Zed Kenzo's, like, like rooftop, like, uh, EP, like, uh, release party. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a listening party, but more to the point, it was that, it was super cool just being up top uh, as well. Like, a lot of, it seems like uh, there's a lot of really great momentum coming from there. And actually, right after you, uh, at five, um, my friend Bianca Fuster is actually going to be here. She also works nice. in that building, too. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think I met her yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, um, she does, uh, uh, she's like a filmmaker. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of creatives seem to call that place home. Yeah. And I love that, like, Backline is also there. Yeah, yeah. Backline so as well. Mag and I have had a, a bunch of meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Mag. Mm-hmm. Um, great dude. Uh, Backline is. Um, I'm really excited for this year's lineup on Backline as well. Um, yeah, first time we met was at the High Five Studio uh, networking jam in, which was my first one. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was all. In, that was almost a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's. I remember being so nervous entering a space where, like, it was completely foreign territory to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, would, I had just kind of been, like, starting to, you know, dip my foot in, like, the waters of, like, the creative scene. And I remember meeting you in, like, the like the uh, jam room. Yeah. And you first told me that you're working with uh, Dream City Music. And, you know, we were like, oh, we should definitely connect because, like, it's... I'm interested in meeting people that are also interested in bringing people together. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that so that segued pretty well. Um, so, I'd I'd love to talk a little bit about. Uh, I guess um, uh, I want to talk about both things you do. So you have these uh, glasses, right? And these are for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate for it. having me on the show. Oh, awesome! It goes love- well with beer. Yes, it does. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you. Um, of course. If it would have been a couple hours later, I would have said we should drink beer, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell me, I guess uh, I'll leave it to you to explain a little bit more about what uh, Book Live is. Yeah, so I'm a musician, and my passion and my mission has been to make live music profitable so that artists and musicians of all ability levels can make a living doing what they love to do instead of just doing it as a hobby and having to get a job that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. So I've had that, that passion and that mission for quite some time now, and that's basically been like my guiding north star for what I've created. Mm-hmm. So BookLive executes that vision in two ways. One is that it actually helps musicians get booked for private events. Mm-hmm. So we specialize in like weddings, corporate events, birthday parties, the things where like you can't buy tickets to, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Invite only stuff. Invite yeah. only, because when those events are planned, they always have a budget for entertainment. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas the bar scene and the club events, those are fantastic and those will help you build up your reputation as a musician. More often than not, the amount of money you make off of those don't actually sustain you for the rest of the week. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Book Live helps musicians get hooked up with those private events. On the flip side of that thing is that it helps the event planners manage their musicians more effectively so that they know what's going on and, and the communication is super clear. Mm-hmm. It's just so challenging because musicians were never taught business. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We have to figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. So when like an event planner comes to us and they say all these things that we don't understand, like net 30 day terms, like mm-hmm. musicians shouldn't have to learn all that. Right, yeah. So yeah. that's why we make it easier for musicians to work with those event planners mm-hmm. and then they can get booked for these high paying gigs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's like they, they build a, a portfolio that also pays well, you know, mm-hmm. that actually, you know, gives them more, um, just like more like fiscal advantage to like, you know, getting to making this like a living for themselves of sorts. Yeah. All without having to get a degree in business. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So the first thing was that it hooks up musicians with those private event bookers. Mm-hmm. The second thing it is, is it's software tools that basically take the business degree that you should have gotten and makes it easy for you to do business mm-hmm. without having to learn all that technical stuff. So for example, many musicians, when you play a private event, it's, it's actually necessary to have a contract in place, whereas a bar that might not happen. Mm-hmm. So within our software, we give musicians a contract so that they don't have to like Google it and make one that works for them. We help musicians take credit cards without having to set something up extra. Mm-hmm. We help them uh, manage all of the members of their band so yeah. they, they don't have to like chase people down hey are you available next Friday yeah like it just does it for you for sure awesome and then like the music planning so my background is as a violinist and the biggest types of events that I play is really mainly just weddings and there's a lot that goes into planning a wedding in fact I know because I just went yeah. through it myself yeah right. um, couples really take Uh, They care about what music you play at their ceremony or at their reception. Mm -hmm. So instead of having to like back and forth email with the couple and spend hours planning out their set list, we give the clients their own portal where they can log in, see that this band plays XYZ song, and then curate their own wedding playlist without having to do all the emails. Oh, nice. That's that's handy. (laughs) Yeah, sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it just does all the business for the musicians so we can focus on doing what we love doing. Yeah, yeah. Make it so there's like less uh, less rushing to get things like in line and, and worrying about whether things are going to go smoothly or not. Um, that's very handy. Yeah. I'm just so passionate about helping musicians put on a, a more professional face because that's really what's going to get you booked and get a reputation for yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's it's such a shame that like there is this reputation of musicians as being the ones who get drunk and might not show up. Yeah, right. And it's it's a vast majority of musicians who are already professional. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit of them tend to give us this reputation that we have to shake. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, how did you kind of like get the idea like 
off the ground, I guess. Like, uh, what went into, like, actually, um, you know, bringing it, like, physically into existence? Okay, yeah. So, another thing you have to know about me, and I wasn't very comfortable sharing this, like, a couple years ago, I'm a huge nerd. Like, <laughs> the biggest tech geek okay. that you probably might know. It's a good thing. <laughs> I tried to hide it for a while because I thought that it was a flaw. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I... I was nervous about sharing it, but like over the years I've realized that's one of my biggest advantages. Like mm -hmm. that has helped me out so much. Yeah. So I actually wrote most of the app. I coded it out myself. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and the story of like how that all came to be is more related to Dream City than it is to Book Live. Mm -hmm. At least the history side. Sure, 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 yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll stick with BookLive now because I want to—I'll keep you on on track. Um, it started out with—I already had a bunch of musicians who were playing for me and with me, and I needed a way to wrangle them together and take care of the business stuff. Yeah. So I just started coding, and I feel like they're just so intertwined—the BookLive and the Dream City story. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to keep them separate. Long story short, though, is I coded it out. I had a bunch of musicians who were already playing all these private events tested out for me, and they loved it. Mm -hmm. Like there's this one string quartet down in Ohio, uh, they're called Vivala Strings, mm -hmm. and they do tons of weddings. They're actually like similar in size to Dream City, they mm -hmm. do like hundreds of weddings in a year. Wow, nice. And so they were our like first ever non-me user. Mm -hmm. And I've been working with Pendra, like shout out Pendra. Pendra. Yeah. <laughs> and so she helped me like figure out, okay, this is the stuff that works for Dream City but doesn't work for other groups. Let's figure out how we can make it work for both groups. And I'm super open to that feedback because mm -hmm. there's no one right answer to music, you know? Right. That's actually the beauty of art and music is everybody brings something different to the table. Totally. So when Pendra told me, like, this works well for your stuff, but not my stuff, I listened. And I said, you're right, Pendra. Let me make these tweaks for you, and tell me if that works better. She's mm -hmm. like, oh my god. I love it. It works. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, and she was super stressed out when I first met her because, like, she's so busy. Mm -hmm. She does, you know, she runs her string quartet business. She does a, a day job. She has a couple other side hustles too, as we all do, you know? Right. And she was like, my music is just stressing me out so much mm -hmm. that if there was a tool that could help me go from where I am, clean it all up, streamline it, and work the way that it works for me, yeah, that would save me a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I was really fortunate to find her when I did. So we've been just kind of like, feeling it out and working with tons of different musicians now, similar to Pendra, but in different areas. Like, she's a string quartet. Mm -hmm. A string quartet doesn't work the same way that a cover band does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've been working with a cover band. Mm -hmm. We actually uh, just started working with the Five Card Studs here in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I met with Matt uh, actually yesterday at No Studios. Oh, nice, right. And, Sorry. yeah, we're working on, um, we're getting him his first book live gig. Um, for a holiday party in December mm. and then just figuring out what works for a cover band because uh, you guys work differently than a string quartet so it's awesome to have like this collaborative spirit 
where everyone's voice is heard and they're all shaping the way that we can like build the music industry in a way that makes performing like an actual thing musicians can do mm-hmm. and get paid for for sure awesome yeah that's super super cool um being a nerd is such an embrace these days like uh i'm a nerd in many ways myself uh very um i like you know I've always kind of been like when I find like a hobby or when I find like you know something to be passionate about like I really like get super like obsessive into it mm-hmm. you know I get I just get really really immersed in it yeah. um, you know whether it was uh, um, doing you know like you know search like looking up new music on Spotify mm-hmm. or uh, collecting records was a big one for me for a while um movies and now this podcast to be honest like doing so many episodes and like just really like filling up the content with it is like people that have like sort of that creative spirit when they find something that they're interested in they will take the time to like really understand it in and out and really like take things into their own hands and be like i don't want anyone else to do this for me like you know i love this and care about it enough for me to want to do it all myself in, mm-hmm. in every way I can, and those become you know the most like self-sustained, self-made, just um, well-oiled machines of people. Uh, people that you know later on become uh, entrepreneurs. You know, people that are exactly in your position, the ones that um, are you know spearheading startups. People that are you know leading companies, people that are just people that think outside of the box in that way because they just have such an imagination. Yeah. Um, and on top of it is like you're using that exactly what you're doing, like that you're so passionate about and that, you know, you enjoy to help other people. And that's just, that's the real beauty of, of, uh, synergy, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much to be said about like Focusing in on one thing that you love doing and taking it to the extreme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's real Because <laughs> I, I could tell you I don't know the first thing about coding. Mm-hmm. I took a computer science class in high school That's about it, but it is you know that like the it's like uh, The foreign language to me. I mean I, I look at coding and I'm like I get freaked out <laughs> by all the numbers <laughs> and all the sentences and all the you know the um uh, inputs and everything, like, all that stuff was just not for me. But it's great that we have people like you that are, you know, are so invested in it and love tech stuff. Uh, I'm sure you could really help people like my parents who don't know the first thing about computers. <laughs> <laughs> Something goes wrong with them, they're like, "Oh shit, is it broken? Like, do we have to get a new computer?" And then like someone will look at it and like. It'll be like a switch that's off or something yeah. like that, you know? Like, oh, my parents are the same way. Yeah. I'd be, hi, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they must value you for, for that kind of stuff, for sure. Yeah, like I was always the go-to guy for when the TV remote didn't turn on the, the right thing. Yeah, the troubleshooter. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, um, yeah, Dream City Music, uh, your your other uh, big uh, uh, creative outlook that you have. Um, so it's... Uh, I, it's so. It's my understanding is that it also is um, involving like uh, getting live 
musicians connected. I guess you want to tell me more about you do? Yeah, so Dream City Music is a performing group. Sure, okay. Now, they don't all perform at the same time, which is why it's more of that collective thing. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you the backstory. And this is more related to when I came to Milwaukee. Uh, when I came to Milwaukee, I came to get my grad degree in music at UWM. Sure. And as a grad student, I was like getting kind of broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually did do a little bit of a side job as uh, I worked for the Milwaukee rep for a little bit. Okay. I was like a front of house guy, mm -hmm. helping yeah. with customer service. Right, you got to do that. Yeah. It was great because I got to see these amazing shows. Yeah, yeah. I remember this one show. It was called The Lion, and it was a, a solo guitar player who would sing and tell his story. It's a true story about how he overcame his struggles with cancer. Oh wow. Um, it was just an incredible show, and I got to hear it and see it every night for like weeks on end. Wow. So I got kind of obsessed. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But there came a tipping point for me because I was doing this side job that wasn't really related to what I was getting my degree in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make a living being a musician. So I was like, how do I do this? I'm a violinist. I've got very talented friends around me. Mm -hmm. I also have this background as a tech geek since yeah. middle school. Right, yeah. There has to be something here. And then I was like, well, what if I just combine those things and create a string quartet and sell what we do to couples getting married? Mm -hmm. So I knew, I knew that this was a thing people did because like, if you look on TV at a wedding, there's like always a string quartet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And back when I lived in the East Coast, I actually did play a couple weddings because somebody else asked me to. And I got paid very well for it. Good. So I was like, this is probably something I could do. Mm -hmm. Spun up our website, and within a couple of weeks, we got our first booking. And it paid. It was like a pretty good gig, 600 bucks. Nice. Wow. And so I, I was like, hmm, this is really cool. I can quit my job at the rep. <laughs> yeah. And now I can just try to get more bookings. So I, I logged back into our website, made some tweaks started to do some like digital marketing mm -hmm. and boom within the next week we got two bookings that week oh wow nice <laughs> and then three and then four sure. and so on and i was like oh my god and then i realized i was in grad school and i was supposed to be focusing on my grades and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah right yeah so there came a point where like my professors started to notice mm -hmm. that i was spending so much time booking and playing these gigs my bank account was so happy, but the, the professor was like, Jared, you didn't practice this week. Wow. I was yeah. like, you're right. And like, they knew what I was doing. They knew I was building this business, Dream mm -hmm. City Music. But they said like, you're in grad school for your grades. You have got to stop spending so much time there. And I was like, but my bank account. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. I would have done the same thing though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... That's when I kind of like thought about this. I was like, I got a problem here. The problem is I'm being successful here, but it's taking me away from here because there's so much time. Mm -hmm. And I realized, okay, what's taking time here? And a lot of it was emailing back and forth with couples. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was wrangling musicians. Mm -hmm. And then the, one of the surprising time sucks for me was after a weekend of like four or five weddings, 
I would spend a couple hours Monday morning on Venmo saying, okay, like Paul played two weddings, let me pay him out. Yeah. Jason paid that, this, Jackie played this. Like, I spent a couple of hours paying people Monday morning. And so I was like, I'm a software developer, I can, I can automate this. Yeah, for sure. And so that's when I spent like a couple sleepless nights building out the very first prototype of Book Live, specifically mm. for Dream City Music. So I mentioned that emails back and forth with couples was causing me a lot of time to be spent away from the practice room. So that's where I built their first ability to choose their playlist online. That was like one of the first features I built. Sure, yeah. Then the next part was like, okay, chasing down musicians and asking them, can you play at this wedding in two weeks? That was also taking me a lot of time. So I built a way that the system just emails and texts my musicians for me. And then the payment thing, which was like Venmo every Monday morning. So I, I asked myself, how do other companies pay people? And then I looked at like, this is the Uber generation, right? Mm -hmm. You, if you're an Uber driver, you get a ride and you drive to that person, you give them a ride and afterwards their credit card direct deposits into your bank account. Mm -hmm. It's like, how are they doing this? So I did some research and I found that Uber, Airbnb, all these other companies were using this payment system called Stripe. Okay. And Stripe is just like a way to integrate receiving credit card payments and then direct depositing out all through like code. Okay, sure. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Spent some time, coded up a way, got all my musicians to sign up for this direct deposit system. And then after each gig, I just click one button, pay musicians. Boom, that saved me like two hours every Monday morning. So this was all the prototype for Book Lab, so it only worked for Dream City. But once we did that, all of a sudden my grades started to like creep back up. Yeah. My professor's like, oh, you must have shut that thing down. You're getting good grades now. I'm like, well, just you wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did get my grades back up. But after I did that, like because I saved so much time on that, I was actually able to handle more volume. So by the end of our second year, we did it like $150,000 worth of gigs. Wow. So for comparison, like many string quartets who do this as their thing, do like 10 to 25 a year. And we did 150, I was like. Oh, wow, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So that network has built up, and obviously with 150 weddings in a year, I can't be the one playing at every single one. Mm -hmm. So that's where I had to grow my network. And I started with my colleagues at UWM for grad school. Plenty of talented string players. Brought them into the system. And then we have about like 45, 50 musicians here in Milwaukee who are string players for Dream City. Mm -hmm. We also started to get demand down in Chicago. Nice. So we recruited some musicians from the grad schools down there like Roosevelt and uh, Northwestern. Great. Madison, same thing happened. Mm -hmm. And then I had a business partner who was going to UWM with me, who he transferred to the Eastman School of Music out in New York. Mm -hmm. And we said, let's do an experiment. Can this exist across the country? Yeah. So we opened up shop there, and sure enough, we got bookings, recruited some amazingly talented musicians from the Eastman School. And it just kind of like seven cities. Mm -hmm. 
All playing weddings. All playing weddings. We also started to get requests like, hey, do you guys DJ? And then I made this amazing connection. Um, his name is Matt Mealy. Okay. He helped us start Dream City's DJ department. So he's our head DJ now. Mm -hmm. We also started to get requests for jazz bands and cover bands. So we have a jazz band. Nice. We're also starting a cover band very soon. Very cool. <laughs> and all these musicians are talented and they don't have groups that they've started on their own. So they're kind of stuck playing what other people tell them to play. So here we can, we could give them the one-off gig that when we use Book Live, it's going to go very smoothly for them. They just show up, follow the instructions, play, get paid. And they're, it's valuable for them because they're getting this experience performing and getting paid to do it. Mm -hmm. But I mentioned that we use Book Live to manage all of that. Sure. So Dream City uses Book Live just like Viva La Strings uses Book Live. Sure. Just like the five card studs are now using Book Live. So you're you you're truly like using both uh, platforms like uh, in accordance with one another. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that I'm a musician, so I get it. Like I I know what works and I know what doesn't, and I think those those skills of like just used together have helped me and have helped other musicians do more of what they love doing. Yeah. Yeah. So is uh, Book Live um, like uh, nationally? Is it? Does it? Can you like download it anywhere? Like, is it? Is it uh, available like nationally? Yeah. So Book Live right now is a website with a mobile app coming soon. I see. Okay. And it's available nationally. I would say that the private event bookings are happening more in the Milwaukee area because that's where I am, that's where like this network of musicians has started. Mm -hmm. But the business management tools that help musicians manage all their gigs, that is used across the country. Mm. So I mentioned Ohio, we have a big base there. California, we've got a base there. South Carolina, we just, we actually, this is a really cool one. Shout out to Andrew. He is our newest subscriber in South Carolina. He is the orchestra conducting teacher at Clemson University. Oh wow! And he runs his own like string quartet business down there called Classic Touch. Nice. So it's like people are using it all across the country. Shout out to Andrew from South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's super cool. You're really uh, you know this um, this is really coming to life. It seems like uh, that's amazing that you know the the the, the interface is. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, breathing fresh air, like, at uh, gigs all across the country. That has to be really affirming that, like, this has been a platform uh, that people have been waiting for in terms of, like, actually making, you know, playing private events, playing weddings, like, making that an actual, like, hey, this is fun, mm -hmm. but we only get to do it every once in a while because it's not sustainable, but now it can be, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we are, like musicians, we have been hoping that like what, we could do what we love without having to like sacrifice our souls. Mm -hmm. And like it's really, like as you said, it's affirming to see that like my tool is helping that bigger mission of making artistry a thing that we can make a living off of. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of our big things now 
you might have noticed that like the type of musicians that I talked about tend to be more cover, like cover band, string quartets rarely play originals, mm -hmm. jazz bands tend to rarely play originals. The side that is missing right now is the creatives who create their own music, the original artists, mm -hmm. of which there are so many, mm -hmm. and they're all fantastic. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I've, I, this is my hypothesis, is that these private events like weddings, corporate events, galas, they tend to be a little more conservative about what they book. They want more of a tried and true thing. Yeah, yeah rather than something that's new and pushes the boundaries. Yeah. So I've actually been working with Sarah Feirich and Jordan Lee at 88.9. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. And our next big mission is to get the original musicians that exposure to this private event circuit mm -hmm. that they might not have otherwise had. Yeah, for sure. So we're still in the early stages of that, but like we definitely need help to figure out how do we do this. And like We're all on, on the same team here. We just want to get musicians booked yeah like ones and we're talking like ones that um that are like out here like with their own music careers like you know people that are actually producing and creating writing their own material mm -hmm. and getting them those gigs that you know your that your uh cover bands and quartets and whatever are catering to currently yeah exactly sure so part of that is just helping convince these event planners that your event would be so much more local and authentic if you were to have someone like Classic play at oh, it, yeah, yeah, rather than just your, you know, your Dream City strings. I'd have a uh, Classic play at my wedding. <laughs> classic has uh, he doesn't even like really uh, pre prepare his sets. You know, he improvises a ton. Oh yeah. Yeah, classic is incredible. I know. I've seen him do his thing. It's it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was that's where I saw you actually at No Studios was when he was performing. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. This is pretty cool, ain't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we actually just put a blog post up on blog.booklive.com that Will Rose, a drummer here in town, he was the Abby Jean drummer for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just posted. It's amazing. It's why you should consider an original musician for your next event. Mm -hmm. And so we're just putting these materials out there trying to help people come to the conclusion that you don't just need a cover band. Right. You could have one if that's really what you want. But if you want something that's more local and more creative, mm -hmm. this is a viable option too. Right. And you'll have a really fun wedding because of it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like my, um, yeah, my good buddies, uh, Will Frang and the Good Lane Gang. Uh, they're like a pop blues rock band out here. And um, they, our friend Maggie got married last year around this time. And uh, yeah, they played her wedding. Um, mostly their originals. They threw some covers in there, but uh, like the ones that are very wedding friendly. But like a lot of, they played a lot of their own music and everyone danced, had a great time. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you're not just, it's not just like, yeah, like the covers are there for like people to, you know, stick to what they're comfortable and familiar and what they just, things that make them feel good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have original music at your wedding, it's like, you know, like this uh, artist is also getting exposure. They're also getting like 
potentially acquiring new fans of mm-hmm. in a very also a very like particularly uh, special and um, and beautiful and also just very sacred event environment mm-hmm. that makes it that much more impactful like what they're doing and you know the the context in which they're playing um, yeah. which can definitely like uh, be a very rewarding experience for them too yeah I've even heard of original musicians when they play weddings might even write a special song for the couple that's getting married yeah yeah which is so cool totally and we could have that I mean like I, I encourage anyone who's watching this any local musicians or or otherwise like people that book special private events is like there's a lot of great original talent that mm-hmm. would be very wedding friendly uh, I could off the top of my head I know a lot of really phenomenal singer songwriters bands like music collectives that you know, would I'm sure would make for a really fun uh, grand time. Yeah, and we've got a lot of original bands on our platform already. Oh, good. So that'd be a good resource to find them too. Uh, that's, on a uh, book live. Book live, yeah. Awesome, sure. So, what? So uh, you came to Milwaukee for grad school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, I guess like being in Milwaukee, did you feel like Milwaukee itself um, made it? a lot more like was it being here more conducive for you to like start like dream city music and book live like do you feel like it was milwaukee that really like helped you like launch this and bring this idea to life like i guess like what about milwaukee made it um uh what about milwaukee made it easy for you to do all that yeah that's a good question i think it was definitely milwaukee that helped me with this there's just so much energy in the city. It's a small community, but it's it's tight-knit but open. Mm-hmm. So there are so many people here at UWM, in the startup community, in the corporate community, in the music community, who each have like contributed and helped me get this going. And mm-hmm. where I might have hit like a wall at some point, they were the ones who said, keep going. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could not say enough good things about Milwaukee. Yeah. And I really don't think any of this would exist had I not moved here. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. It's so cool when people from across the country are, are here. Like they'll they'll start knowing they'll start noticing Milwaukee soon enough. I mean, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we uh we have some momentum that's greater than it's ever been here. Mm-hmm. Um in so many in so much aspect uh, yeah. so uh, what uh, I guess like um, with both um, Dream City with Book Live like I guess like uh, what are some of your uh, further goals uh, further implementations just I guess further um, uh, you know ideas you have uh, in like you know the next couple months that like you have uh, set yourself personally on yeah so right now we want to help out as many musicians locally as possible Mm-hmm. So if you're a musician and you're listening to this, let's meet up. I'll buy you some coffee. Eh? I just yeah. want to meet you, learn about you, and see how I can help. So that's a big goal for me is just building this community mm-hmm. of musicians locally and across the country. Yeah. We're also starting a Facebook community. Awesome. It's already up. You can, you can find it, but we're going to keep adding to it and adding more resources to it. It's called the Book Live Pros Community. Cool. 
And the amazing thing about building that community is that people ask questions about something related to performing, and then you've got like 10, 20, 30 musicians who will respond with their experience. Yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I dealt the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, buddy, here's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, Pender's been super helpful. She's been in this business for so long. She's like, just gems of wisdom that she, she's so open to help out anybody in that Facebook group. Awesome. Um, on the tech side of things, so I mentioned that we're working on making the platform work very well for different types of groups out there. Mm -hmm. So that's like our, our near-term goal is, is that. We also, I mean, nothing's very formally announced, but there's a big event coming up in July. Oh, fun. Um, it's a big Milwaukee event where there's over 2,000 private events happening. It's a DNC. <laughs> oh, right, yes. Is, is, exactly. Yeah, yeah that is, that's, a, that's the big uh, thing everyone's turning their heads to uh, this coming year. So. Yeah. So our mission for the DNC is to get as many musicians, both covers and original musicians, involved in those over 2,000 private events. That's going to be such a cultural influx. Yeah. I'm so excited for oh, it. Oh, me too. Yeah. One of the big fears that people have about the DNC is that we as musicians are not going to be ready for the volume. Mm -hmm. So what, what they say has happened in other cities is that the people organizing these events have brought in musicians from other cities. Mm -hmm. And while that's fantastic, Chicago has amazing musicians. Yeah. Why should Milwaukee musicians not be a part of this? Right. Oh, of course. Like without question, like it's the Milwaukee DNC. We have like, we have we have no end to artists we could book. Uh, yeah. Specifically for that that huge wave of of spotlight that's mm -hmm. going to be on our city. Like this is going to be our our the time for Milwaukee artists to shine. Also, Milwaukee companies, Milwaukee mm -hmm. restaurants, yeah. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, anything you do, you name it. Any creative industry, any, um, you know, just any, uh, any, anything. Milwaukee is gonna have such an opportunity to like um, to generate much greater followings just from the people that are gonna be migrating here. Mm -hmm. You know, for one thing, but they're gonna come out of it with so much insight about like, hey. It's actually a pretty cool city. Maybe, you know, maybe we could book our next vacation here. And, you yeah. know, maybe we can, uh, we might think about moving here someday. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, all eyes are on us. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's why, like, our mission is to get the musicians involved in that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So if anybody does want help on that, like, that's why we want to sit down and get you guys ready for that. He's going to buy coffee. Okay? I will buy He coffee. said it. You Maybe some beer, too. And some beer, yeah, right. In the book life. <laughs> uh, cup. Awesome. All right, Jared. Um, wow, this was, uh, this was really cool hearing all about Book Live, hearing about uh, Dream City Music, um, super awesome resources uh, that not only, uh, you know, string quartets and cover bands can utilize, but also, you know, uh, as we uh, gain momentum, these local musicians that uh, need help with booking, with the business side of things, it's a side that's a very uh, less taught, uh, so yeah. So thank you for all the work you do.
Thank you for having me. This was so and much fun. So Jared, uh, as we close out, tell me what keeps you up at night? <laughs> oh gosh. This is going to be awkward because I have to think about it. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone does. I don't know. I just think not moving fast enough. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, that's usually a sign you're moving too fast is when like you're thinking you're not doing enough and you need to push harder. Like sometimes you need that. But also sometimes it can be like, man, I'm already doing so much though. How can I possibly do more? Um, that gets to me a lot too. That keeps me up at night for sure. Yeah. What uh, puts you to sleep though? My wife. Your wife. Hey, yeah. shout out the wife. Emily. <laughs> shout out to Emily. I wouldn't be able to do this without her. So thanks for being on the show. My pleasure, man. It's great. Thank you. Check out Book Live. Check out Dream City Music. Um, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Oh.